Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer on this Wednesday morning, October 13th. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along with me today. I'm coming with you to you from Ridgecrest Conference Center in Black Mountain, North Carolina, where I've been down here with some creative folks planning our Faith Walkers Conference that will be this December 29th through January 1st. I'd like to invite you to join us. We had, some, we had a great day of planning, came up with some really good ideas. I think it's going to be an excellent conference. There'll be good fruit born from our time here today. And our theme is courageous. And indeed, that's what we all need in these days. We need to be courageous. And I'm trusting that this conference will help instill some courage, even more courage, in those of us who are followers of Christ. We've been talking about <clears throat> how to simple things we can do to reach out to our non-Christian friends. It's not always easy to have a gospel presentation memorized. If you don't do share regularly, you can become rusty, might not have the answers to certain questions, might forget certain things in your presentation. And, um, and so there's some things we can all do, every one of us, whether you're good with words, eloquent, sharp-minded, or not, there's some things we can all do to help spread the gospel message. In the last couple of days, we've talked about sharing your testimony. We've talked about just simply reaching out and praying for someone in, a, in their hour of need, their time of need. Today, I'd like to talk to you about the value of getting a person to actually read the Bible for themselves. In John 20, verse 31, John writes, <clears throat> he writes this, Therefore, verse 30 and 31, Therefore many other signs Jesus performed in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these have been written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, and that believing in Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. How interesting. God gave us a book that's written to persuade us, written to help a person understand that Jesus is the Christ. And it's right there. It's the Gospel of John. I might extend it to the whole New Testament, but particularly the Gospels have been written that we might know that Jesus is the Christ and that believing we might have life in his name. Hear also what Peter writes in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 23 and 24. For you've been born again, not of seed which is perishable, but imperishable, that is, through the living and enduring word of God. For all flesh is like grass, and all its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers, the flower, fa the flower falls off, but the word of the Lord endures forever. We're born again by this imperishable seed, the seed of God's word planted in a soul. I believe the more of God's word that gets planted in the soul, the more likely a person will be to come to salvation, to come to Jesus Christ. And so we want to plant the seed. We want to get the word into people's lives. You can't believe what you don't know. Let me say it again. You can't believe what you don't know. If you want a person to believe in Jesus, they've got to know about Jesus. And the more they know about him, the more likely they are to come to him in saving faith. So, how do you get a person to actually read the Bible? And this is what I want to encourage you to do, to be able to do, is to get a person to read the Bible for themselves. Well, you know what I do? <clears throat> I just ask him. 
I ask if they've ever read the Bible for themselves. Now, nine out of 10 times, I get one of two answers. You ready? I'll give you, and I'll give you my response to each one. The first answer is, some will say, yeah, I went, to, I went to Catholic school for 12 years. Now, that doesn't mean they read the Bible. That They, they certainly got religion class. They might have gotten theology class. They might have heard some scriptures. But there's a big difference between reading the Bible for yourself and going to Catholic school or at or Christian school or any other school. And so what do I say? When they tell me they went to Catholic school, I just point out, I said, I just sometimes say, well, did you ever feel like it was kind of crammed down your throat? And if they're not following Christ today, they're definitely going to say, yes, absolutely. It was crammed down my throat. And I point out there's a big difference between reading it for yourself because you're interested and having it crammed down your throat because you've got to be there in the class. And I just encourage them. I say, you know, there's a lot of this wonderful book. There's a lot of wonderful things in that book. It did a wonderful thing in my life. Might I encourage you to read it for yourself on your own, not when it's crammed down your throat, not when you've got to do it, not when you might naturally resist it, but when you would be more open and receptive to what it has to say, it could change your life. The second thing, second answer I get when I ask, well, have you read the Bible for yourself? Is people will often tell me, uh, I've read parts of it. To which I will say, well, did you find it easy to understand? Now, the, the answer is probably for sure, no. If they found it easy to understand, they would have read more than parts of it. They probably just read part because they got discouraged, they couldn't understand it, or they lost interest. And so I asked, did you find it easy to understand? And if they say no, I simply affirm that. I said, well, you're not the first one. There's a lot of people who tried to read the Bible, and they get bogged down in a genealogy or some Old Testament story about what you can or can't eat, and uh, they lose interest. I say, and so then I say this, can I share with you just a couple tips that helped me understand the Bible in a way that it made such a difference and encouraged me and changed my life? Usually they'll say yes. And so I give them just a few tips. Are you ready? Here they are. And you'll want to use these. We've gone over these before, but they bear repeating. Number one, I say, find a modern translation. I might have a modern translation to give them, or I might even go buy one with them find a modern translation. It's fine if it's only the Gospel of John, but I give them the New Testament. I don't give them the whole Bible. I give them a modern translation of the New Testament, which leads to the second thing. A lot of people make the mistake of beginning the Bible at the beginning, reading the Bible starting at the beginning. Now, that's very good, you know, for for a while, but after, you know, after like a couple books, you start getting into some Stuff that, let's be honest, most Christians don't really faithfully read some of the Levitical laws or the measurements for the temple or tabernacle or how how it's to be constructed and so forth. We can't fault someone if they lose interest in that point. But my goodness, how could you lose interest in the life of Jesus? If you get a person started in the New Testament, it's not long before they run into the, 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 the Sermon on the Mount the parables of Jesus, the stories of Jesus that Jesus told, his interaction with people, you begin to see there's a lot more to this book and a lot more Jesus taught than I ever imagined. And so modern translation, number two, start them in the New Testament. Number three, 
I say, you know, this is a spiritual book and it's important that God help you understand it. I often pray before I read the Bible. <clears throat> May I pray for you right now and ask God to help you understand this book? I find most people will say, sure. And I do what we talked about yesterday. I put my arm on their shoulder. I pray to God, Father, help them. When they read this book, help them understand what it says. Might your words penetrate deep into their soul. Might your words give them hope. Might your words convict them of what's true. Might they have a faith to believe. I just ask God. I ask God for these things. And I encourage them to pray these things every day themselves. Every day they read the Bible themselves. And that leads right into a fourth thing. And that is I encourage them to be consistent. Give it 30 days. In the next 30 days, read the 30 chapters. Or, thir or excuse me, in the next 30 days, read the 21 chapters of the Gospel of John. Uh, get into the Gospel of Matthew. Read some of these chapters, a chapter a day. I let them say, it's fine if you mark up your Bible. It's fine if you underline, write a question mark, un um, highlight, whatever you want to do. Those are things are fine. But read a chapter a day. Ask God to help you understand. Start in the New Testament and read a modern translation. I do believe, I believe that a person who does that with an honest and good heart will turn to Jesus Christ. They will be surprised. They will be shocked. That's what happened in my life. And I've known so many others, so many people who simply reading the New Testament drew them to Christ. There's power in that book. It's not a long book. You know that? The life of Jesus. I mean, what other biographies can you find that are like the length of the Gospel of John, like 25 pages? What other biographies of a great man? Jesus is the greatest man to ever live. And yet the biographical sketches in the, in the Gospels, all four of them together, only amount to about 100 pages. It's quite, quite powerful, those words, the story of Jesus, the teachings of Jesus, the life of Jesus, of course, the death and the resurrection of Jesus. There's not a story like it. You get a person to read it. If there's someone on your list of people you hope come to Christ that you're praying for, pray that they would read the scripture. Challenge them to do it. Ask them, have you ever read the Bible for yourself? By the way, one other thing people often say is they read it when they were younger. And I say, well, now that you're a little bit more mature, do you think you should reconsider what it says? Do you think you ought to give it another chance? Often people say yes. And when they do, look out, because there's power in that word. Father, we thank you for the Bible. I think in my own life, Father, how you use the scripture to awaken my hunger for you and my interest in you and my soul. And it was through the very words of Scripture that I was born again to a living hope through faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We give you praise. Thank you. Thank you, Father. We live in a country and a world where there's, there's Bibles all around us. And they're even online for free. Father, how I pray that, we, that your word would be magnified and multiplied throughout this world. I think, Lord, of how many people put the Bible down, ridicule it, mock it, seek to denigrate it. Help us, Lord, instead to magnify it, to lift it up, to extol it, its beauty, its wonder, its treasures. Help us, Father, to magnify it in our own lives and then speak of it with great pride 
and never ashamed of what your word says, that, that people might catch our admiration, our love for the scriptures, and that might draw themselves, that might draw them to want to read it themselves. Father, we pray for people we know and love who are far from you, that they would pick up a Bible and read it, and you would give them understanding, and you would open up blind eyes, and you'd help hard hearts to be soft and to believe and to come to you. Your arm is not so short that it cannot save. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Your arm is not so short that it cannot save even the most lost of sinners. And so today, Lord, we pray for our loved ones. We pray for our neighbors, fellow classmates, workmates. We pray for our fellow countrymen. There might be a great turning to God, a revival of interest in the Word of God. And as there, that happens, many people will be born again by the living, imperishable, abiding seed of the Word of God. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Hey, God bless you. Make sure you're a, someone's magnifying the word of God to others. And might they catch your love for the word and so that they love it themselves as well. All right, I'll be preaching tomorrow or today, actually, at the University of North Carolina, Charlotte. I'm kind of battling a pretty lingering chest cold. So if you keep me in prayer for good health, and strong lungs, that's really important when you preach. You got to have strong lungs and uh, keep me in prayer for that. It's kind of lingering on and, and I hope it goes away soon, okay? God bless you. I love you guys. You are my, the, this community that God is building, you're my pride and joy. And I love you guys. We'll see you tomorrow morning, 8.30 right here, where we get in the Word of God every day because it's worth learning treasuring in our lives. Amen. All right. God bless you. And we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.